called the Mission 2019 Thirst Conference, sponsored by the Diocese of Bismarck. We're coming to you live from the Bismarck Event Center. Myself, uh, Father Craig Hochalter, Dean of Students at Trinity Junior High and High School in Dickinson, North Dakota, along with Mike Kiedrowski. Mike, uh, there will be a lot of excitement here right now. There's just kind of a lot of coffee sipping, and, and the, the volume is increasing, though. I've noticed just in the first 20 minutes of the show, uh, it has gotten louder in the Oh, yes, hall. and it will continue to get louder as we uh, uh, go through the day. Uh, you know, we uh, were at our booth yesterday. I was telling Bishop uh, just a few moments ago, and uh, we had people from uh, uh, all over the region. Ah. We had people from uh, Gillette, uh, Wyoming stop by, Brainerd, Minnesota, from South Dakota. So they're, again, coming from all over the uh, upper Midwest to come to this thirst. And it really is an epic event for Western North Dakota. I, I do wish, I wish we could somehow, Mike, um, we should talk to our producers or our director about somehow we could live stream our little tent here because we have quite the operation in the vendor hall compared to other booths. The, the, the Gaty Palmer stained glass window booth, mm-hmm. uh, they have outfitted a number of churches in the Diocese of Bismarck. He does amazing work. He's from Minnesota. That's an impressive booth because there's actual stained glass windows. I still think we take the cake because we have not only a bishop, uh, a successor to the apostles with us physically, uh, but we also are reaching uh, what I've heard to be probably a quarter of a million people this morning. So I think that's a, I don't want to make Bishop Kagan nervous. He doesn't seem like a nervous person right now. He's he's giving me the eye of just get to the question, Father Holcalter. So I'm going to. Um, so Bishop Kagan, usually I'm in the event center for things like um, a bull riding rodeo or a state yep. A tournament for boys basketball. Uh, that's not the case this week, and there's several uh, wonderful speakers, uh, including Archbishop Vigneron, who I believe, of course, is not only um, another bishop, a fellow bishop of yours, but a friend. Talk to us about the excitement he brings to well, Thirst. Well, Archbishop Vigneron and I, uh, I've known him, and we've been friends since 1971. He was a year ahead of me uh, in the seminary at the North American College, but we became good friends uh, at that time and have uh, remained such throughout the years. And uh, early on when this conference was being planned, uh, at the time uh, Kevin Wanner had just succeeded Michelle Dupong uh, uh, in in the position of uh, part of his job was coordinating the Thirst Conference plus the two one-day conferences. And uh, it was uh, around that time, it was not, uh, it was, uh, I think it was about the same time we began the initial planning. Archbishop Vigneron, uh, after uh, conducting a rather thorough mm-hmm. uh, uh, listening uh, and and uh, session for the Archdiocese of Detroit, he issued a pastoral letter for the Archdiocese, and uh, the title of it is "Unleashing the Gospel: Becoming a Mission-Focused Church." And uh, I had read it. Uh, Kevin had read it, and I, I'm grateful to Kevin. He suggested. He said, "Well." Uh, would you mind contacting the Archbishop to see if he'd be available uh, to speak at our coming? Because we were talking about uh, 
you know, the being missionary disciples, and how do we, how do we conceive that? How do we practice that as Catholics? And so I, I wrote him a letter, and he was very gracious uh, and kind, and he said he'd be delighted to do so. Uh, so then I, uh, we began planning, uh, but. Uh, I've asked him to, uh, based on that pastoral letter, he'll be the keynote speaker tomorrow morning uh, and then be the main celebrant for our closing Mass at 1130 uh, and preach. But uh, it was an excellent, or it is an excellent, pastoral letter. Uh, and now, specifically, of course, uh, styled and uh, presented for use in the Archdiocese of Detroit. But like so many of those uh, large, uh, very urban-type uh, dioceses and archdioceses, they're going through massive changes, mm -hmm. uh, not just uh, geographical, but so many different uh, changes uh, you have a, a kind of you have different populations coming together uh, many parishes have few people other parishes are, are bursting at the seams how do we you know address this not just you know with brick and mortar but his the his purpose was to engage as many Catholics in the Archdiocese as possible in the new evangelization. And again, starting with Pope St. Paul VI, right on through uh, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, you can't do that unless you go out and bring Christ into the marketplace, into the public square, uh, unless you're fortified in your faith by the frequent and worthy reception of the sacraments. Uh, you're evangelizing literally. Uh, you're being evangelized by the grace of the sacraments. But in so doing, you become the evangelizer for others by sharing with others the joy of knowing and loving uh, God and and loving one's neighbor, uh, and uh, it's just it just made sense to us back then when we were first planning. And again, I'm very grateful he's uh, arriving this afternoon, uh, and uh, I'm I'm grateful Father Jared Johnson, who uh, was a seminarian uh, at Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit uh, when the Archbishop. Uh, was there, uh, or still is there, I should say. Uh, he's agreed to pick him up at least. Uh, I'm. He's uh, good at that. Yes, he he's, he's got a, he cleaned up his pickup truck. I'm and glad. I, From the Archbishop. I don't know if he's ever ridden in a pickup. Most truck, likely not. No. That's okay. It's it'll be a first among any every other yeah. thing. Yeah. Bishop Kagan, can you can you speak to the connection between? Uh, you said it very well, uh, being evangelized before we go out and evangelize and connecting uh, the, very t the very title of the conference, Thirst, mm -hmm. which is our innate thirst to be fulfilled by the Eucharist, and mm -hmm. it's the only way we will be filled 
and, and that thirst quenched in the spirituality of Mother Teresa, we know. And, and you are certainly speaking to that. Uh, but you have a strong hope that the people after um, their time here, whether it is at the conclusion tomorrow or even mm-hmm. an hour visiting vendors today, people go out and do just that. Yes. It, you know, and I, I think it's not the wrong idea of being a missionary disciple, but I, I know for the longest time, uh, you know, we all intellectually know the church is a missionary church. But growing up, I understood that to mean, well, there are certain priests and sisters and lay people mm-hmm. who go to different countries as missionaries, which of course is true. But you never quite think of yourself at home as a missionary disciple. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, you know the understanding that the church has of missionary discipleship is that every person is a missionary disciple. I, I, I use as an example, uh, you remember uh, uh, all the uh, PETA people don't like this, but you remember G- uh, Jesus curing the Gerasene demoniac. And uh, he drove uh, the evil spirit out of the man and into a herd of 2,000 swine, and they go running off a cliff. Well, you know, that's not the point of that narration of this miracle. Uh, of course, it's, the demoniac isn't the subject. Jesus is. He's the object of mercy and grace. And towards the end of that, I think, you know, we're so taken with the drama of that miracle, we might tend to overlook how this ends. And it's a perfect example of what each of us is called to as missionary disciples. The man is is fully restored spiritually and physically to health. And uh, the people come out and and they're just amazed. This insane uh, man possessed by Satan is, is, he's fine, he's cured, he's everything. And the evangelist says he begged Jesus to uh, let him accompany Jesus. But Jesus tells him, no, you go home and you tell others, you tell your family. Mm-hmm. what God has done for you. That's missionary discipleship. You know, it, it's it, it, we encounter Christ in, in so many miraculously real ways every day. How often, you know, do we speak of him? You know, uh, I know I don't do it enough. I, 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 I should be doing it much more, but... Uh, uh, that's the point of missionary discipleship. And that, uh, again, I, I think Archbishop Vigneron is going to be drawing some practical uh, uh, points for us uh, for our own consideration. But every single baptized person uh, who's achieved the age of reason is called to this missionary discipleship. It's not just a few who are sent halfway around the world that's very important that's all part of the uh, the missionary nature of the church but everyone is called to be that kind of disciple 
oneself and four others. Could be one other person you meet in your lifetime, or could be any number of people, family members, neighbors, whatever it is. Bishop Kagan, you remind me of a famous quote uh, from Pope Benedict XVI, Pope Emeritus, about how Christianity is an encounter with a person and not simply a system of ethics right. or, or a paradigm of rules. Bishop Kagan, Diocese of Bismarck. Bishop, thanks a lot for your time this well, morning. thank you. Uh, you have a wonderful Thirst Conference. Listeners, don't touch the dial. We're coming to you live. Myself, Father Craig Holkalter, along with co-host Mike Kiedrowski, and the sixth Bishop of Bismarck, Bishop David Kagan. Seventh Bishop of Bismarck. He corrected me, and I'm glad he did. <laughs> the seventh Bishop of Bismarck. Coming to you live. Thirst 2019 from the Bismarck Events Center.